We have ignition sequence start. The engines are on. Four, three, two, one. We have liftoff. It makes people feel good to say they're successful, but productive is so much better. What does a win look like for you? If you don't know what a win looks like for you, then you're hoping to get lucky, and we all know hope's not a strategy. If you focus on money, you're never going to have any. And if you focus on people, you'll have all the money you need. I think the biggest thing is just staying consistent and communicating with your clients with what's going on. If it's bad news, give them the bad news. If it's good news, give them the good news. But you can't be afraid of telling them. Making real estate simple. That's it. All systems are go. Over. I still love it. I do too. I still love it. (laughs) Welcome back to the latest Welcome back to the latest <laughs> episode of the Simply Home podcast. I am Sean Mike Hugh, CEO, founder of Simply Home, and I am your host today um, with Miss Lauren Lamberth, who has been licensed since May of 2022. Mm-hmm. She's sold 10 houses in her first 10 months. That's pretty consistent. Yeah. I like it. And we're going to be talking about practical guidance on successful follow-up from open houses, including lead conversion habits and maintaining a consistent attitude. That was wordy, but I came up with it, so I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Great. Glad to be here. I'm glad you are here. Um, And this is your first podcast, right? It definitely is. (laughs) Well, let's have some fun. Um, So uh, how's everything going? Good. Um, I mean, the market is definitely changing in the positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's changed like three times since you've been licensed. So (laughs) definitely. And it's every day. (laughs) Yeah. It was uh, very hot. Yes. Multiple offers, craziness, and then it stopped. Yep. And now it's come back up and now it's kind of teetering a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually read an article on fortune this Mm -hmm. morning um, where I can't remember the guy's name, head of the largest investment banking, the hedge fund Mm -hmm. in, in uh, wall street uh, was basically begging Jay Powell to just stop talking, (laughs) which I think Jay's done a pretty good job. Quite honestly. Yeah, he has. Um, But the last few weeks, there's been a lot of like chaos Mm -hmm. created based off of their words. So he was literally like, hey, just say less, please. (laughs) Just let's sit there. Yeah. Let's just like, (laughs) we know you're fighting against inflation. (laughs) It's all good. Stop talking about it. Don't do anything else. (laughs) Um, So in the first 10 months, Mm -hmm. 10 deals, Mm -hmm. um, you have deployed different methods, Mm -hmm. open houses, cold calling, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've done... Both sides of the spectrum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which one do you like better? Honestly, um, I like the relational, sh- the relationship side of things now more than I did before because yeah. I wasn't taught that when I first became an agent. Um, so this side of things, open houses, just establishing that conversation has been more rewarding than anything else has. Yeah. And a lot of people talk about open houses and, oh, open houses don't work yes. and blah, blah, blah. And they only work if you do. Correct. Right? Um, but it's not about showing up to the open house. No. It's about the game after the open house. That and the game before. There you go. As well. Perfect. Yeah. Glad you're here to teach us. <laughs> um, so on that, what are some best practices that you've found um, uh, on the before side mm-hmm. and then also on the on the follow up side? So um, 
I've honestly, it's a, again, it's an in progress every time, obviously. So um, I'm always learning new things, always trying to see what works best. Like we talked about, like, you know, we're running algorithms in Facebook. If Facebook is being rude that day or, you know, being nicely <laughs> oh, worded. That's a daily occurrence. <laughs> yes. um, so really, it's just a learning game for me to figure out what actually, before the open house, um, how to market it properly, how to get more views, how to get um, more engagement leads and stuff from the beginning yeah so um i had my own way of doing it so like i would schedule an open house the week before mm -hmm. if able mm -hmm. i would start marketing it on like wednesday mm -hmm. for a saturday sunday mm -hmm. type of a thing mm -hmm. and i would market it on um let's see facebook instagram mm -hmm. do all the things the mm -hmm. posts the mm -hmm. ads mm -hmm. i would drop them into all the garage sale groups until i got kicked out of all the garage sale groups <laughs> yes thank god because i don't have to listen to everybody complain in the garage sale groups. Yes. Um, but I literally had a spreadsheet and I, I wrote this spreadsheet out and it had like, I think there were probably 120 garage sale groups yep. and I was in all of them. Yep. And so then I would post in like 10 per day and I'd rotate through yep. like that. Um, and then the day of the open house, or at least on the weekend, I would put out the signs at like 6am mm -hmm. and make sure that they have an address and a time on them. Mm -hmm. So they're pointing in, I'd look at the map and find like all the entry points into yep. the neighborhood. Yep. Are those the types of things that you're doing? Yes. So I am doing as many groups as possible. Um, I found a lot of real estate groups uh, in middle Tennessee, um, just random stuff. So I'm like putting them in investor groups, hip groups, city chamber groups, yeah. anything I can post in that's not going to kick me out. Whether they do or not, I don't really care. Right. But um, I'm <laughs> just posting. make a new profile. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> or just put it in another, you know, just, okay, they didn't like my post. Let's go to another group. Not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, so I've done a lot of that. I've done a lot of, um, I've done home snap which is yeah. a little bit pricey, but HomeSnap focuses more on Google. Yep. Um, so I've learned in recent times that like HomeSnap will show it to 40,000 people in a matter of a week. Interesting. Um, I have like on my phone, it'll show me um, 37,000 people saw this listing in a week uh, via email or. So is that like a, a listing promotion? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So I'm either doing, I do one that's like an open house one. And then I have one for my actual listings. Um, but I mean, it's like $159, which I mean, is what it is, but it's tax write off either way. Right. Um, but it has been amazing for it, for the transparency for everybody to see it yeah. so if my clients are like well why aren't we getting offers da, 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 it's been amazing for me to be like well they're seeing it on every one of these sites yeah. and this is what it is um concerning open houses i've done that the same way so i'm like you know the more people that see that see it the more people that are likely to show up the more people that are likely to uh, engage on the post <clears throat> be able to be a part of it and hopefully either come to the open house or send somebody that they know right. and that's actually happened and it's actually been really good yeah. Um, do you do circle prospecting, like door knocking? Yes, I do. You do? I, you do. So what I do is um, I will go, like like you said, like you're, when you would do it the week before, you'd plan it out. Right. So I plan it out the Monday before that weekend. Yeah, good, um, Because you never know with this market, it could go on a contract before that. Um, so I always hope, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'll do, I'll figure it out Monday who, where I'm doing the open house. And then um, I'll talk to the agents and you'd be amazed how many agents don't want you to do an open house, which has been very eye opening to me. Don't want. Oh, to, they do don't want an open listing? house done at all. Why? I don't know. They just are like, no, we're not interested. I'm like, oh, OK. Hmm. Some agents will simply home. I've talked to you. I've tried to call and text and nobody answers me. 
Interesting. I'm like, oh, Fair enough. okay. Well, I'm guessing that their sellers don't want it or they don't yeah. offer it, so they just don't even want to be involved in that. Yeah. I don't know. But um, so I'll do Mondays. I'll pick out the open houses. Um, and then Tuesdays, I will work on the marketing for it. I will do everything in um, Breakthrough Broker, you know, like yeah. the open house flyer that I print, the community report that I print, um, the open house door knocker that I print out. Um, anything marketing-wise is done on Tuesdays. Okay. I post it on Facebook by 6 p.m. Tuesday night because what I've learned is on Facebook, if you're going to boost that ad, it's going to take two days for it to fully be open ad going. Yeah, that's a new thing. Yes. But I've learned that because if you do it on a Thursday, it's not going to be seen till Saturday after the open house. Yeah. So I'm trying to, and just like with Zillow, when you promote open houses, it says it's instant to show up but it really takes 24 hours for the algorithm to show it to many people. Yeah. So I'm trying to do it. I do it every Tuesday at 6 p.m. And then Wednesday, I just start promoting it in every group possible. Yep. And then on Thursday, I will go and talk to the uh, neighbors. I will leave like the open house door knocker that I print out from Breakthrough Broker. Um, I will uh, go and talk to them. Most people don't answer the door, which is perfectly fine with me, Um, but I'll leave the flyer. Um, And you'd be amazed how many people come through that live in the neighborhood. Yeah. Because I customize it. Well, to everybody's kind of like, nosy, right? hundred percent. So I'll customize it to be like, hey, you're invited. Because on the Simply Design, we can change the wording a little bit yeah. to where it's still in compliance. Right. So I'll be like, you're invited to the neighborhood open house. Come see the mm-hmm. house and bring a friend who might be interested. I've had so many people come through with that. Yep. Um, and then I'll put signs up. A cool thing that I've learned about codes with... Uh, certain areas uh you can <laughs> some just aren't, don't like signs but um gallatin does not have any real real um requirements like you can put them up whenever you want which is great yeah. they're not going to find you hendersonville other story yeah but um i learned the hard way but i've learned their uh, codes um 601 p.m on friday you're usually pretty good yes just get them up before monday yeah exactly <laughs> but most people don't even put them out till the day of yeah because they're afraid of getting fined and yeah. i'm like they're not going to find you i've yeah. talked to franklin the guy. will take your yes, signs they will. i've had some taken whenever <laughs> yeah doesn't matter. No, it day. does not. I've had some taken and I was kind of like, you know, that was my really good open house sign. Yeah. Dang it. Like yeah. you stole the one with my name on it. Yeah. Well, you can go get it back. True. <laughs> True. Just um, buying it twice. Right. But so um, I put signs out Friday. If the open house is on Saturday, I'll do it. If it's Saturday or Sunday, I'll do it Friday night, Friday at some point, um, closer in the afternoon. I have learned to put them as many places as possible. Yeah. So, like, if there's five stop signs from the main road to the house, it's on everyone. Yep. And then uh, both directions, you know. And then at the house, I put one on there that's branded in my stuff that's, like, open house. And I'll write on it Saturday for the time. Yep. And it has the arrow pointing to the house. Right. So they can see, oh, it's tomorrow and whatever, whatever. And then um, that's before. And then the day of, obviously, I put more signs out in front of the house. I bought this... Um, I don't even know what you call it. Like the little wind, the thing that flows in the wind, the sign. The flags. Yeah, the flag. $25 on Amazon. That's the best open house purchase. God, they came down so much. I used to spend like. And it's amazing. It's $25. for that Mm -hmm. damn thing. I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) It's $25 and it was two day shipping with Amazon. And I I was like, this is probably going to be total crap. No, 
it's lasting. Huh. It's great. And it literally is just a generic open house agent inside. Yeah. $25. Nice. I put that out the morning of like an hour or two before the open house because I like to drive around the house the day of just to verify where else I can put signs for more visibility mm-hmm. and then put that out and put some uh, open house today signs and that's it. Yeah. So what I hear is there's a process. Yes. There's right? a full process. Weird. A whole process. <laughs> yes. Weird how that works though, right? Yes. Um, but I'm sure you can attest to even when you follow that process sometimes nobody shows up Correct. right yes and it sucks it does. a little bit it does but then you do another one and 30 people show up yeah it's, right yeah so it's literally just a game of do it it is and it's it's more of you've got to just be consistent with it yep. like we've talked about you know like yeah because i've talked to some people that are like oh i won't do open houses because nobody came Okay, well, did you that have- one time on that one random Saturday? Right? right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, did you put signs out? And they're like, I mean, yeah, but who knows, you know, but yeah. like, I'm like, you know, I've done my goal. Like you and I both have talked about, I have a goal of 30 open houses in 90 days. Yeah. I'm on number 26 right now and I still have like a week and a half. So that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You better. So you got what? Three. Are you going to do three this weekend? I'm doing two this weekend, and then I'm doing the rest next week and next weekend. Nice. So I'll be done at yeah. the wrong right time. But what I'm learning is you've got to stay consistent. And I've had open houses where I have done my entire process, and nobody showed up. Yeah. And then I've had open houses where I didn't do anything when I first started. And trying to find out, I found out why, because I didn't market it at all. Yeah. Like if you don't put the work into it, you can, you just are wasting your time. What's your, uh, what's your video game when you're in the open house? Are you doing anything? <clears throat> yes. So when I get there, I will obviously set up the open house, do everything I need to do, put the sign out sheet in, you know, everything. Um, and then I will do a either walkthrough in the open house and tag the listing agent. Um, if it's whoever it is. And then like, I'll do kind of like a little, mini you walk in the front door you know you show whatever they're interested in you know something small you ever do a live yes i do lives i do um reels um i'll do like a boomerang sometimes on facebook if it's like if the house is i don't know some people are really weird about you having their house on facebook you know when they live there so it's a little different because some people are like i don't really want you to show Mm -hmm. you know my furniture or my tv or whatever so yeah so i'm I'm learning like i gotta be a little because privacy stuff but yeah i'll do reels i'll do any of it and then i'll do stories and then i've learned the more hyper local you get on the videos while you're in the property and even on the listing like on the facebook ads the more people in that area that facebook will target to or instagram will target to what you're looking what they're looking for so if they're looking to buy a house and you hyper local like tag yourself in this house and do a live the algorithms of that area change drastically yep sweet and then your follow-up so with the follow-up i mean obviously when they walk in the open house you know i don't follow them around i don't i'm like i'm not watching you like you know i'm trying to stay in a local place so i know who's in and out of the property um i do have them sign in on a sign-in sheet just so So you said sheet like actual sheet so i'm doing a So I'm doing a I'm little. I'm about to pitch you on something. <laughs> I'm doing a little. Um, two, I'm trying two different ways. Okay. So I do a sign in sheet, like literal sign in. They sign in, yeah. and I make cute little sign in sheets for what holidays near whatever. Um, I do that, and I'm actually starting to integrate a um, QR code to where they can do a Google. I do a Google form 
I make the QR code, they scan the QR code, and it goes to the Google form, so they don't have to sign anything. They fill it out, and you can read their writing because it's in yeah. the text. You know KV Core is an open house app? I do, okay. but I don't have an iPad right now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. There it is. Yes. All right. So I'm trying to I wish to it get... wasn't just that way. I, I actually reached out to them at one point. I was mm-hmm. like, guys, can you make this like a web-based yes. thing, not an app-based yes. thing? Because yes. um, I used to use Spacio. Okay. I think it was Spacio. Um, it was S-P-A-C dot I-O. Okay. And um, you would have the same, it was the same thing as KV Core, mm-hmm. but it was like Spacio, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so it was a full electronic sign-in and it was all web-based. Yeah. Way easier. Yeah, it than is. Than being like, oh, hey, you have to have an iPad. Yeah, I mean, it to is. Use my well, thing. the thing about it too is some, and I know like you can do it with no Wi-Fi. Um, but a lot of the times, like those apps won't pick up if you don't have Wi-Fi. And you know, some people aren't yeah. going to give you your Wi-Fi, their Wi-Fi password. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I've done a lot of different things, but I am starting to do this uh, sign-in sheet. That was creative, though. Yeah. The QR code of the Google form. That's, so that's creative. It's amazing too because it can also be exported to a Google spreadsheet. So what I do at that point is, if um, the listing agent can see who all came, represented, unrepresented, and they can um, go in and if it asks have a realtor and they'll say yes or no if they say yes who's your realtor mm-hmm. you know um and then that way the listing agent can see it and they can follow up with our realtor yeah i do it that way um i would only s- perhaps offer a little guidance mm-hmm. not that you asked for it yeah, but maybe ahead. change the language to are you committed to instead of do you have that's a good idea yeah because uh, do you have is open-ended of course i have don't yeah. f- don't don't call me but are you Try. committed to mm-hmm. I will change that actually. Um, so, uh, but on the follow-up efforts, yes. how are you then prioritizing? You know, obviously people come in, you have en- engagement, you mm-hmm. have some interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you can generally get a bit of a gut feel on on validity, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to state it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you using that to determine the prioritization of the follow-up or are you just deploying the same follow-up methodology on the back end? So it depends, honestly. I do different things different. I kind of the both so like whenever I have the sign-in sheet and it's a physical sign-in sheet they sign in I'm you know the way I word it is like hey all I ask is you guys sign in before you leave just so the seller knows who's in their property okay so while they're signing in in a central location I talk to them to get their you know to figure out what their motivation is if they have an agent all of that and from that conversation I figure out if they don't have an agent, what that time frame looks like. Because once you start talking to people, they love talking about oh, themselves. Oh, they love it. So it's so funny because they'll be like, oh, well, we have a house to sell and we don't have an agent and we just want to downsize. And then they'll sit in the open house I, with you. Oh, thanks for all the hotspots. Appreciate you. 100%. Yeah. So you won't even know. I, this weekend at one of the open houses I did on Sunday, I had three people come in unrepresented and talk to me for 30 minutes at a time about their house they want to sell, what they're looking for, and all of that. And it's just organic conversation. So at that point, you know, when I'm talking to them and if they aren't represented, I'm like, you know, I would love to be able to help you guys find your ideal home, what you're looking for. And they're like, yeah, you you know, yeah, cool. And then I'll figure out what they're kind of, you know. And then I'm like, you know, um, I would love to touch base with you guys after the open house. Are you guys okay if I give you a call today at like 4.15 after the open house? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. That's great. Or, or no, I've never had someone tell me no, knock on wood. Yeah. But most of the time. This is real wood. Yeah. 
<laughs> see that. <laughs> um, so most of the time, if I ask, like, are you okay if I follow up with you? Yeah. Like, I'll be a phone Permission's call. great. Correct. Yeah. You know, because I don't, because I've had a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you can text me. And they don't ever answer. They don't, you know. So I'm learning, like, if they are expecting it and you set that precedence, they're more likely to enter- entertain you and engage with you. Yeah. Love that. Um, so what I'm also hearing mm-hmm. is that open houses do work. They do. Weird. <laughs> they do. Uh, I'm testament to that for sure. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes. Oddly enough. Um, that was how I built my entire business was That's open house. Exactly. Um, because even, even on a house that, you know, okay, here's a scenario, right? You start marketing Monday, mm-hmm. Friday, the house goes under contract. Mm-hmm. I still held the open house. Mm-hmm period. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't give the option to cancel the open house. Okay. I'm just like, Hey, somebody walks in. Hey, unfortunately, actually this just went under contract, right? but, but I've got a couple others around the area that we can go take a look at if you'd like to, you know, I mean, it's just, it's an opportunity and yeah. that's all you're aiming for. Um, what do you think are some common mistakes that agents make in the follow-up process? Not doing it. Well, that's <laughs> mistake number one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in my journey of these 30 open houses, it's all about timing. Obviously, um, you have to follow up the same day. Like when I say after these open houses, I just had this conversation this afternoon with a brand new agent too about this. Um, I get my phone out and I figure out the selling points of the house you're doing the open house in. So like if it has an amazing outside courtyard, go out there and take a video with it behind you. Yeah. Now what I do is I'll take a generic video and I will send it to everybody that came to the open house, whether they have an agent or not, just because I'm just trying to be generic. And all I say is, Hey, thank you so much for coming to the open house. It was great meeting you today. Video in the place that is the biggest focal point of the house. You don't know how many people that have told me they have an agent that don't and have reacted to that video. Interesting. Mm-hmm. From my open houses. Yeah. Sydney so and most people reply back like, hey, it was great meeting you too, da, da, da. And I do video because, you know, people go to five, six open houses on a Saturday. Yeah. If you text them, they're going to be like, which open house was she? Yeah. So the video, they remember your face. Yep. They know the house. They probably aren't interested in that house, but the fact that you have that video to, for them to be like, I like her, yeah. you know, I have probably gotten seven clients recently from doing that. Yeah. And I had a lender come through actually, and one of my open houses and I did the video thing and he was like, oh, I have a realtor. And I was like, cool, whatever, whatever. And then he called me two days later and was like, I want you to sell my house when I'm ready to sell my house because of your follow-up game. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing it for. <laughs> yes. So it's really the video, just the personal touch. And you don't have to do a video for every person. Because if you have 30 people, you don't have time for that. Yeah. I, film, I film one video and I'm just the generic. And then after that, um, I will follow up with the ones that were unrepresented. Just, you know, if they answer me, cool, we'll start the conversation. If not, I will call them the next day. I don't want to bombard them the same day because if you've already sent that text message, it's going to be like, leave me alone, you know, but that'll give them some time. And then you call them the next day. If they don't answer your text and all that. Yeah. I always try to look at follow-up and maybe this is a bad way to look at it, but (laughs) I always looked at follow-up as how would I want to be followed up with? Mm -hmm. 
as opposed to like you've heard maybe you've heard of like the 10 days of pain nope yes i have and i don't like why it. no i don't like, like it. why kill somebody in yeah. 10 days like you're killing your your opportunity in yes 10 you days, are really you really are um but that doesn't mean you just like roll over and die on nope. day two nope. right um <laughs> but <correct>. it's like <laughs> example um i personally would go and try to find the people on socials mm, i do and too. then connect with them mm -hmm. on instagram or facebook or wherever mm -hmm. um and then like if they were ignoring my texts hell i'll send you a video in your instagram dms yep. like yeah okay i'll do that too um yep. and sometimes you get in a pattern and maybe you've done this maybe you haven't where you're actually doing the same house on an open house yes. on a pretty consistent basis until you get that house sold yep um and on that, I mean, again, you can replenish their mind with the memory mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I remember that place. Yep. Just kind of switch it up a little bit, but yep. but all right, good stuff. Um, oh goodness, um, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about so much um, the importance of the consistency. That was one of my questions that I had for you, but I think you hit that pretty pretty well. Um, what strategy do you use to stay consistent, though? Um, because oftentimes it, salespeople in general, um, but then also specific to real estate, mm -hmm. they get really emotional, right? Yeah. And there's this attitude curve that happens mm -hmm. and you get like, you know, you're, you're here and that's just your normal day, your mm -hmm. level. And mm -hmm. then like you celebrate, Oh my God, I got a deal. I got a client. I mm -hmm. got whatever. Mm -hmm. And then something falls apart and you drop through the, the bottom. Right. Correct. Um, and it kills all momentum toward the thing that actually produces income, Correct. which is follow up in this mm -hmm. situation or any income producing activity, right? True. Um, and so people allow how they feel to dictate their activity, mm -hmm. which dictates their result. So mm -hmm. they end up in this hamster wheel of yep. just never ending disappointment somewhat. <laughs> so how do you avoid the, the emotional conflict, I mm -hmm. guess, to push toward the the nest the necessary actions that equal the results well honestly consistency is something that most people can't keep is i mean honestly you know like i've committed to 30 open houses in 30 days and i you don't know how many times i wanted to be like i'm done i'm done i'm yeah. you know it's taking up my life you know whatever um you just have to keep going like when i say you the emotion you have to take the emotion out of it just because the fact that your people will come to you and you can't be emotional. I mean, you can be emotional, but like you just can't let it get you. Basically you yeah. have to just keep on going. Like I lost two, I literally lost two deals in an open house on my birthday yeah. this past weekend. I cried. Happy for, birthday. Thank you. I cried for like, <laughs> I probably cried for about 10 minutes because yeah. it upset me. But you know what? I was like, you know what though? There, that's a deal. Like it's fine. We'll find their house is still under contract. Hopefully, you know, we'll find them. We'll find another buyer. It's not yeah. the only buyer in the world. You have to just keep going. Yeah. You can't let, and I'm, this is something I'm learning. You just cannot let things get to you because yep. if you do, and like what you've talked to me about, you know, it's going to ruin your day. It's going to ruin your momentum. You have to just move forward because in all honesty, there's always another deal. There's always another something. Always something. But most people are so emotional about it that they don't, they're chasing, like you said, the money rather than the, the deal, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of it, though, is also somewhat determined based off the activity level mm -hmm. that they operate at. <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. um, when that one deal mm -hmm. is your baby mm -hmm. 
and that one deal falls apart, you're dead. I mean, you literally, you have nothing. You don't. Right? And, and, and that's where I think agents tend to fall into this, um, it's it's really a roller coaster, it right? Is. It really it's like, is. <laughs> I got a deal. Heck yeah! It closes. They spend it all. Yep. No. Three I'm, months later, I got a deal. Right. right? And it's you the same to, thing. What I'm learning is you have to honestly treat it like a full time job because this is my full time job. Yeah, this it is has what, to be. Yeah, this is what pays my bills. You know, and um, you have to treat it like you work. Like you've said. Uh, in the playbook, you're like, if you hired a CEO of your business, are you proud of what they've done that day? Did they deserve their paycheck that day? If you don't deserve your own paycheck for your own business, you're not doing something right. Yeah, facts. You know, so that's what I'm having to look at. Like, I have to, you have to treat it like a full-time job. You, This isn't play money. This isn't, your bills don't stop if you don't have a closing for six months. Yeah. You know, so, and let, you know, and I just have to keep telling myself, you have to stay consistent. You have to show up every day. You have to consistently follow up with people. No one is going to be like walking into an open house. I'm going to buy this house today with you. That's not a thing. <laughs> My first ever sale was that. <laughs> That's like once every yeah, like. It's 1%. Yes. Like statistically yes. it's 1%, but I lucked out. Yes. Um, but it's one of those things that it's like, you know, and then what I'm learning is agents just think that that one lead, if they just hold on to that one lead, it's going to pay off for them. Nope. And it's going to close tomorrow. And I'm like, you have to go coming from where it came from before. I would get 30 to 40 leads a month. Two would be good, yeah. you know? So when they're like, oh my God, this lead sucks. Welcome to real estate. Like, Welcome to life. Yeah, like, everything. <laughs> just is what it is. Exactly. You just have to get used to that. And it's just treat it. If this is your full-time job, treat it like a full-time job. Yeah. I sometimes talk about how I've tried, I've trained myself to be numb. Yeah. Which is arguably questionable advice to give. <laughs> but um, that being said, from a salesperson's perspective, you have to, mm -hmm. because I, I cut my teeth in sales doing door to door. Okay. That was where I learned how to be a salesperson. Yeah. Um, I am naturally introverted. Mm -hmm. I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> the idea of cold calling gives me cold sweats. I don't like it. Really? It's not my thing. Okay. Um, open houses. I'm great. Yeah. I can get face to face interaction. It's just a warm, normal human interaction. Yeah. Cold calling. The only way I could cold call effectively was if I envisioned that the person walked in my door Okay. And it was a conversation. That was literally like I would literally close my eyes on the phone with them, envisioning them standing in front of me. That was the only way I could get through it. Interesting. Um, but the the skill, I guess, of and and don't take it as far as I have because I I literally like I get I can get very numb to okay. like the the job of uh, and I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast of um, did I talk about this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Grant's like, I don't know where you're going with this. Um, so my, my best friend, Thomas, I did talk about this in the podcast, right? His old boss. Yeah. His old boss. Anyway, if you've listened, you'll hear it again. Sorry. Um, his old boss stepped off of his private jet, his personal jet, which you're a certain level of success you to are. achieve that. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said something along the lines of um, the, to be an effective leader, you have to get punched in the face over and over and over and over again, and then walk out on stage and smile and tell everyone everything's perfect. Yep. And it's very similar in sales where you're going to take no after no, after no, after no, after no, yep. but you have to maintain this attitude mm -hmm. of, 
hey, we're good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, and I want your perspective on this, that the client picks up your vibe. They do, right? For sure. If you are starving for business, then you get what most people in the sales world call commission breath. And if a client picks up commission breath, they're like, nah, I don't want to work with you. Right. Because all of a sudden they don't matter to you. Just a number. The result matters to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, How important do you think attitude is for lead conversion? Mm -hmm. And then how do you think that agents without adopting my philosophy of like numb yourself to get punched in the face? Right. (laughs) um, How do you think agents can maintain a positive attitude throughout the endless follow-up process understanding mm-hmm. that it takes 12 to 15 reach outs at least at least to even get an appointment at least. not even counting the number of no's that you encounter along the way well to that i challenge myself and i'm struggling at the moment but um i was always told go for the no obviously because yeah. if you tell if it's doing no 99 no's equals one yes, yes right? and that's yeah. exactly so i'm supposed to go for 100 no's not you know go for it Um, but concerning the attitude and all of that, you just have to keep positive because if like you go into an open house and people can see you're desperate, like you're talking about, you know, and like the, all you're wanting to do is put an offer on this house, put an offer on this house. That's pushy. Nobody wants to do that. And to be honest with you, especially with a house. Correct. (laughs) And to be honest with you, people come into open houses because they don't want to bother their agent because they're not really sure if they like that house enough to put it to even see it with an appointment. So it's one of those things, it's just like, you really just have to establish that relationship and make that, not make them, but like let them get a vibe for you as a person. See if you mesh, you may not mesh with these people. Yeah. You know, so like I had one um, actually two weeks ago come in an open house and um, they were driving around this uh, subdivision and nobody was open on a Sunday. Clubhouse wasn't open. The sales offices weren't open. They were looking for information on the subdivision. And they saw my open house signs. They came in. They weren't interested in that house because it was $780,000. But they wanted in that neighborhood. Or they thought they wanted in that neighborhood. They came in and we were talking. And we just were having a normal conversation of just getting to know, you know. And I was like, you know, well, what are y'all looking for? You know, what is, what's, you know, what's your motivation? I didn't say motivation, but, you know, just yeah, establishing that conversation. I actually showed them a house during that open house because I had somebody in the open house with me in the same neighborhood that they loved. And then um, I showed them three open houses, three houses after that open house the same day. And we're putting a contract in on a new build next week. Love it. Mm-hmm. But it's, and they, they constantly are saying, we love your vibe. Like you're not pushy, yeah. you're not salesy, you, and your energy is amazing. You're in the human connection business, yes. right? Yeah, Connect with fellow human beings, find out what's important to them and make sure that you can deliver solutions. Correct. You know, and that's all that matters because it's a relationship business. Yep. You know, sales, anybody can sell a house. I mean, not really, but, you know. Anybody can order take a house. Correct. Right. But building that conversation and learning what they're looking for and knowing your area, you know, like. They're like, oh, I really love this. But then now that I'm here, I hate how close the houses are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what about this new a new area? What about this new construction? I've never even, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, let me take you over there. Yeah. You know, it's knowing your area, knowing your stuff, and then being able to relay that to make it seem like, I mean, you are helping them. You generally want to help them. Of course. And then um, another example was the same people were like, you know, we have a um, $1.2 million house in Franklin to sell. 
they're like, can you list a house? And I was like, yeah, I can. And I was like, but you know what? I know nothing about Franklin. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. And I was like, I would prefer, I was like, who do you have friends in Franklin? And they were like, yeah, we've lived here for 30 years. And they're like, well, would you be okay if you come to our house and look at it? And I was like, I would love to come to your house and list your house. But in all honesty, I'm going to be 100% transparent. I am not the best agent to list that $1.1 million house. And they were like, what? And I said, because I don't know, Franklin. I don't know what your house will sell for. I don't know the areas. I know nothing about it. And I want you to maximize your money. So then they've called their agent that they um, used last time they bought their house. And she's going to list it because she's in Franklin for the last 30 years. Did you get a referral on that? I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God, you were making me nervous. No, I did. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. But, you know, it's just being honest. No, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I'm not going to do something and then they not be happy with me because it's not selling because I overpriced it. Or, right. yeah. you know, so be honest. I was asked yesterday in a meeting, um, if I believe that technology will replace the realtor. Nope. And I don't believe that because I believe that technology will never have the <laughs> hyper local knowledge that a realtor needs mm -hmm. to be a successful realtor. Mm -hmm. But my second sentence to that was that I believe that real estate is going to become even more hyper local than it currently is. And you just indicated that to be uh, your perspective as well. Agreed. Um, do you find with all of your follow-up and everything um, in those relationship examples that you just gave yeah. the personalization of the follow-up? Um, what are you doing to make it more personal to them as mm -hmm. opposed to just the generic blast? So I've, um, what I've done in a couple of different ways. So obviously anybody that comes to an open house, um, I put them in KV core as like, a, you know, uh, as a contact, obviously, but I make it to where KV Core doesn't send automated text messages out because it confuses them and causes major issues because they were like, well, why are you texting me from two numbers? Gotcha. Like, what yep. are you doing? So I've done that to make it more um, customized to these people. And then you just have to, what I do too, is I set tasks in KV Core, whatever CRM, but I use KV Core, um, to text or call them about this so i make it hyper to them you know like not oh follow up next week about whatever you know follow up next week with nothing no you know and i'll also too be like you know one of my clients works 16 17 hour days and um she'll text me at 10 o'clock at night and i'm like hey how was your day you know and she'll text me at like 10 o'clock i'm like hey you must have had a really busy day Going that extra and remembering details about them, whether you have to put it in your phone or whatever, is what's really setting people apart. Yeah. Like, I literally am like, you know, hey, um, I know we're looking for, you know, just key details. Like, a, one of my clients right now, um, he is looking for a super hyper thing, hyper local house in Westmead. And, you know, I'm like, hey, I am seeing all of these properties, but none of these fit you. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, this is a 55 and up community. Yeah, you're right. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, well, this is a condo. And he's like, not interested. You just have to make it that relationship piece yep. to where you can't like, hey, you know, you know, just general. It has to be to get the business and to keep it. It has to be super customized yep. and like key details. What keeps you going? What's your why? <laughs> um... I am a single, well, was a single mom. So I was, um, I have an eight-year-old and, uh, and an 18-month-old. But um, the eight-year-old and I were just me and her from before she was born until about she was five. 
four or five, four, four or five. So it was just me and her for so long. So I got used to that grind of having to work my butt off, you know, and I've always worked my butt off no matter what I've done in my professional world and personal. Um, but being in that scenario where I'm the only one who's paying for absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. And then now that I have 18 month old and obviously, um, I have a boyfriend we live together. Um, but it's knowing that my kids look up to me. Like my daughter is always like, mom, how'd your showing go? Mom, how'd your open house go? Mom, you know, cause she knows what's going on and she knows I'm in this podcast today. And she was like, that is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so it's one of those things that I really want my kids, both my girls to know, you know, you are capable of whatever you want to do, but I want to be able to show them that like mom worked her butt off, you know, like my why is to be able to leave them more than nothing. You know, obviously right now it's not really slow, but, you know, I want them to be able to have opportunities that most kids don't. And I hate to say that, but like, I just want my girls to show that, you know, mom did her best. Yeah. Because my biggest thing is I'm always trying to, I pray about, I want to do my best. I want to constantly do the best that I can. Sometimes you don't do that, but you know. How do you protect the time with them? Well, honestly, I make it to where I do not answer phone calls um, after if I have somebody calling me at 6.30 while I'm cooking dinner, sorry, I'll call you after 8.30. They go to bed at around 8, 8.30, and I'm like, Good. look, I can't, um, you know, because my 18-month-old is wild, <laughs> and you can't be on the phone talking with a baby around because yeah. they'll be screaming at you. So I'm like, look, I can't, you know, I can text you, but I will not be on the phone with you going over contracts, training, anything between 6.30 and 8.30. And then I'm on the phone training, mentee, whatever, until 10 or 11, whenever I'm and on the phone with buyers and sellers doing contracts until yeah. whenever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's important. Just make sure you always protect that time because yeah. that, that was a mistake that I made. Yep. Um, and like one of the big things that I, I, you know, I guess the heart behind the company and yep. why we built it the way that we have mm-hmm. is because I don't want you to miss the, those moments yep. that I missed. So, um, what advice? Uh, you've got a new agent coming in. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to uh, host open houses. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get started on either the open house or the follow-up piece. What advice are you giving a new agent? Um, do set a goal like for a new one. Like, uh, you know, I did 30, which is outrageous. But like, you know, <laughs> if you do one open house and you have nobody come in, don't give up. You know, like you're going to have to do more than one and you're going to have to learn your own rhythm. And um what works best for you. Don't give up. It's, um, you know, open houses are legitimately the cheapest way to get business, to be honest, you know, to get a new client because you literally just, people come to you, obviously, if you market it right, put signs out and all that, but you have to do the work. You can't just put us, you can't just sit in the open house and hope somebody shows up. You've got to do the work with it, like the flyers, the, you know, the marketing, talking to neighbors. You've got to do it, but, I mean, it'll pay off. Just yeah. do it and don't get upset when you don't have anybody show up or people come in and have an agent. You have no idea how many people I've talked to, agents. Well, they have an agent. Okay. That's fine. They have an agent. There's going to be somebody else walking through that door. Yeah. Maybe not today, but there will be next week or yeah. whatever. Or mm-hmm. I met uh, one of my first open houses. This guy came in, um, David, and David and I talked for 30 or 40 minutes mm-hmm. during the open house. <coughs> mm-hmm. He had an agent. Mm-hmm. That was in August of 2015. Yep. 
in May of 2016, I wake up to a text from David and he yep. said, I don't know if you remember me. We met at this open house back in blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I want you to see, I wanted to see if you'd be willing to represent me. I want to go write an offer on a $750,000 house. Yep. I was like, done. It's 801. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had that happen this, um, when I was in an open house, like I said, you know, you just really start that conversation with people and not just if they have an agent, you don't talk to them, you know, yeah. like you treat everyone the same. Yep. You literally, you know, they may ha have an agent right now, but they and that agent may fall out or they may like you better, or they may be not telling you the truth because they don't want you to bombard them, yep. you know? So it's really building that relationship. And I had that same thing happen, but quicker. Um, but he was like, you know, I have an agent. And then he texts me like two days later and was like, no, I like you. I don't, I like how you're, I like how you are. You're yeah. honest. Da, da, da. So, I mean, if they have an agent, cool. Talk to them like they're, they don't, you know, if they like the house, the agent's going to put an offer in anyways, you know, but you just have to build that piece no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, one of Allie Womack's team members, Donovan, he was like, you know, yeah, they have agents, but she was having like one uh, open house recently. I had 16 people come through and he and I were talking about it. He's like, but that's 16 conversations with people that you wouldn't have had otherwise, yep. you know? It's, so it's just an outlook perspective, how you look at it. Like, don't be negative. I mean, you're having that conversation. You're learning that experience. You're having that experience. You're learning how to grow and how to be better. Yep. I love it. <laughs> thank you for being here today. You're so welcome. I think you've dropped some good fire, some good nuggets to everybody. So thank you for so. uh, thank you for joining. I hope your daughter loves listening to it. <laughs> um, I'm sure she will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, oh yeah, thank you. God, thank you, Grant. We still don't have a Grant cam. Uh oh, I don't know if Grant two, would want to be on two camera. Two seasons later. Um, <laughs> like a DJ, you know, you need yeah. one. <laughs> Where can we find you online? Um, Facebook. You can do my uh, realtor page, um, which was would be uh, Lauren L is my realtor. That's my handle. Lauren L is my realtor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, or uh, just regular Facebook, uh, Lauren Elizabeth. That's my big, that's my personal. All right. Um, and then our Simply Home website and all that. Sweet. So mostly on Facebook though. So like you can definitely find me in any form of Facebook. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate you. Thank I'm you for asking me to you. be here. You're, Thank you're you. kicking butt. Keep doing it. Thank um, you. Thanks for being a part of what I'm building and what we're building together. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, if you are new, you can find us everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the different places. Click like, click subscribe, go follow Lauren on her journey, and we'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, it's Swy. Thank you for joining us this week and we hope you got some useful information and we made your day a little bit better. If you're interested in joining the movement of realtors getting their time and life back, check us out at joinsimplyhome.com on the browser, at Simply Home on socials, or in the description. See you next week.